beautiful soul. Welcome to Your Story is a Legacy show. My name is Rosanna Jackalone, and I'll be your host, your life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer, and friend. This show will help you get inspired and give you resources and practical tips so you can craft and tell your unique life story for yourself, your children, and generations to come. I bet you were asking, well, how will this show make my life better? It will do that by first, helping you to get to know yourself more deeply and in the process, learn your passions and the unique gifts you bring to the world. Second, it helps you get through transitions, things like job loss, marriage, childbirth, relocation, even things like divorce. It also helps you heal by turning traumas in your life into triumphs. And finally, it helps you create a legacy to leave for yourself, your family, and future generations. If that sounds good to you, let's begin our journey together. Good morning, beautiful soul. Happy Monday morning. Today's topic, that of being in the present moment, has come up over and over. Being in the present moment is the best gift we can give ourselves to live life more fully. For me, this journey started innocently enough about 20 years ago. I was on vacation with what I'll call my second family, and my unofficial brother Danny and I were sitting at a beautiful outside bar on a beach in Mykonos. I could smell the ocean air, the sun was shining, and I was with one of my favorite people, my Danny P. I remember this day like yesterday since Danny and I have always had special conversations and lots of laughs together. We were enjoying the day, talking to a delightful stranger, and then I asked Danny, what should we do when we get to Capri? And I remember he answered, rather annoyed, and said, Rosanna, why can't you just focus on the present? That simple question stopped me in my tracks. I thought I was focusing on the present, on the now. But in truth, I was just thinking about or planning what was ahead. My thinking mind had taken me out of the present moment, that present moment where my senses were heightened and alive, and I was fully disengaged from thinking that that thinking that constantly plans for the future or ruminates on the past. Danny then told me he had a great book to recommend to me called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Because Danny is really an enlightened human being, I knew I would love this book. When I got it, I devoured it. 
I took so many notes and have read the book, oh, six or seven times since. Each time, it helps me deepen my practice of being fully present. Here are some of the most important things I've learned from both Eckhart Tolle's teachings and other enlightened spiritual human beings. Our deepest sense of self is outside of thought. It is another dimension outside of thinking. In this space, we don't focus on the past or the future. We are more passionately alive in this space since it allows us to transcend life. For Eckhart, he opens his book powerfully by sharing how he came to this awakening. He was 29 years old and contemplating suicide. He said to himself, I cannot live with myself any longer. And it is at that moment he realized there must be two of him and only one of them was real. There was, as he explained it, the me from whom the unhappiness was generated, which was his internal dialogue. And then there was the deepest sense of self that is pure consciousness that was also him. And that was the self that was separate from those thoughts who was observing the person who was thinking about suicide. I had to reread that a few times to understand the two me's, but then it made perfect sense. And it struck me that the profound realization for him both prevented his suicide and sent him on a journey where he lives in this enlightened state always. The sense of now, of living in the present moment. And he is not a monk living in a remote area or meditating in some idyllic settings. Rather, he is living just like we are in the noisy world, full of imperfect people, uh, then, and he is still being present. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try this out. How could I be more deeply present? How could I stop the incessant chatter in my mind that will remind me of things I need to do or regurgitate a resentment I may have? How can I do this when someone triggers me? Well, here are three things I did and do, and you can do them. I promise they work. Number one, invite stillness into your life. You don't have to do anything to create it since it is already within you. You just have to go underneath your stream of thinking. To do that, try for 30 seconds to take conscious breaths, freeing your mind. There is nothing to trouble you in this space. Since I am not living in a bubble, but the noisy, frantic pace of New York City, 
I can share with you how this works in real time. I will be walking somewhere and there are sounds of car or truck horns or both. There may be someone in a rush to go somewhere who accidentally shoves me, a homeless person in front of me screaming, but I remain peaceful since I am in this space of pure consciousness and peace. I am in my breath, so I'm very much part of the world, but I'm not part of it. Meaning there's the me that's walking down the street that is aware of what's around me, but I am in that place, in my breath, observing it. Number two, come to a relationship with the present moment. And what I mean by that is coming to the moment with friendliness, openness, and acceptance. Here's another example of this practice in real life. I am with a person who is highly unconscious. For instance, a person who is very negative. My work here is to drop my expectations of that person and behave consciously, accepting them exactly where they are. I surrender to the moment, and instead of thinking, oh my goodness, this person is so negative, I allow them to say whatever they are saying, and I don't react. I say to this to myself a very simple mantra, in this moment, I am present, I am all right, and I give that person permission to be who they are. Another example is in a work conversation. How many times do we want to have the answers uh, to questions before we even fully hear them out or anticipate the thoughts of someone? I do this often with my clients and that robs me both of what they are trying to say and also of the present moment. I am possessed by my mind since I am evaluating and judging and anticipating instead of just being the unconscious space for my client to speak. Again, you will see the results of these actions immediately and then you'll want to do them more, but it is really hard. I trip up often and then I just return back to the practice. The third thing I do and have learned from Eckhart Tolle, well, Eckhart Tolle's words, I haven't sat with him personally, unfortunately, I wish I had, uh, is to feel the aliveness of your body in the now. Say, I am alive in my hands and feel the energy in your hands. Say, I am alive in my feet and feel the tingling in your toes. Say, I am alive in my legs and feel the energy in your legs. You can do this with any body part. 
your eyes, your ears, and so on. This takes you out of your thinking. You will notice when you awaken your consciousness that heaven is already within you. In one of my favorite Bible scriptures, which is Ecclesiastes 3.11, it reads, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity on the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. That is to say that we know deeply in our hearts that there must be more to this life. And that's why in our thinking minds, we're never satisfied. We always seem to be reaching for more, something just out of our reach. Put another way, the wonderful French philosopher Blaise Pascal wrote in Pensees number 425, all men seek happiness. This is without exception. Whatever different means they employ, they all tend to do this. What is it then that this desire and this inability to proclaim to us, but that there was once in man a true happiness of which there now remained to him only the mark and empty trace which he in vain tries to fill from all his surroundings, seeking from things absent the help he does not obtain in things present. But these are all inadequate because the infinite abyss can only be filled by an infinite and immutable object, that is to say, only by God himself. So, my beautiful soul, my wish for you is that you give yourself permission to invite this stillness. Go into this infinite abyss, that slice of heaven that already exists to you or inside of you underneath your thoughts. Once you allow this to surface in your life, your life will be more passionately alive and you will feel a great sense of peace, one that normal life cannot disturb. Until next week, I'm sending you so much light and love. If you feel inspired by this show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes or subscribe to the show since I update the topics weekly. And if you feel there are others who would like this show, Please take a screenshot of the show, add it to your Instagram story, and tag me at MyMagnusOpus. Also, I'd like to get to know you, so please join our email list by signing up at www.MyMagnusOpus.com. You can also join our private Facebook group of like-minded legacy storytellers by going to My Magnus Opus Community. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do and keep your head up always. Until next time, I'm sending you love and light.